A podcast network. He's a penniless artist. She's a wealthy debutante engaged to Cal Hockley. You're listening to a dramatic retelling of James Cameron's Titanic. <laughs> Oh, shit. I That's it. Back. That's the episode. Is that the cup I jumped? If you put a Mormon and a meth head together, this is what they sound like. Aaron Woodall and just a read our friends. Listen to them talking to Mike. Already into cups? Go into it then. Tell them about cups. We've been talking on the Facebook group about cups for a second. Didn't I talk about it a little bit on the kid episode? I talked a little you bit did. about dimension That's jumping, well, and I, I thought I talked you... about comp- comps. Oh, is that where I made that uh, terrible uh, yeah. cups joke? All right. Well, I'd like. Yeah, it's possible to strike that from the record. I'm still embarrassed by it. <laughs> I hate being so hack and predictable. But uh, okay. So story time, we, after our show in Cedar City this past month, we uh, drove back to Salt Lake and then we got a hotel room, two hotel rooms with the kids. They had their own uh, room. They broke a lamp. We lost our diamond status. (laughs) (laughs) It's very, very rough. Uh, But we were in downtown Salt Lake and this hotel was sick. It was really nice. It's in like the one sketchy part of Salt Lake. You're like right on the the edge of the homeless block. And we parked our car next to um, like a leftover mobile. Like we look, you could look in on the dash of this car. We're just like crock pot, Tupperware, uh, all kinds of dishes. Like not plastic or paper, just dishes full of old food. <laughs> like there was just like spaghetti and meatballs in a in a dish, and yeah, there was it's lasagna. Like they came home from a a potluck and didn't have a home anymore. Just the potluck. Yeah, and then there was like uh, I mean you could see just like tons of trash piled up in this car, and uh, like a tarp. Yeah, I didn't think there was anyone in the car. I don't think the tarp was there that night. I think it was there the next morning. I felt like in nighttime we could see into it because we could at least see the dash. The maybe the tarp is just whatever. We came back the next morning. It's a privacy curtain. We're getting the we're we're getting the car ready, and the kids are just like playing around in the grass in front. Uh, and at this point now, there's like a tarp uh, inside the car. Uh, there's no there's no path, There's no driver's side window. By the way, it's just open. But there's like a tarp that's being hung up like on the inside. And uh, we hear just like a rustling behind us. And uh, suddenly there's a guy leaning out of the window. He came out from underneath the, the tarp and he's holding two newborn puppies in his hand. And he says, y'all want some puppies? <laughs> Y'all want to buy some puppies from your lasagna tent? No. Uh, actually, yeah. I, I felt we just said no. We said no immediately out of out of reflex. We we screamed no. We were like, my- ah, no. 
That's my just answer to pets when my kids are like, can we have a dog? And it's like, fucking no. I'm certainly not buying them from a car with bath mats for windows. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I... He like definitely heard the kids playing and like because he was like kids don't kids don't want a puppy and thought we would buy one and I was just like trying to get the kids in the car and I drove away thinking I should have bought those puppies from him and given that like taken them somewhere yeah so that they didn't have to live in this uh, Mazda Miata <laughs> full of. Full of garbage, <laughs> laundry, and leftovers. I'm like, I am now complicit in those in those puppies' drug problems. When those puppies get strung out. Uh, oh. I know that I'm partially to blame. <laughs> what is it with fucking? Never mind. Tell uh, Jessa and I have been laughing over comment she just got on her uh youtube video her this is not happening video fan mail update uh what is it why can't incels spell all right so i i went to meth they they're involuntarily celibate jessa (laughs) all the more time to learn (laughs) the english language all right I wonder if he knew that you can leave multiple sentences on one comment. But anyway, I get to, I look at meth piss and I'm like, holy shit, 3000 comments. I hadn't looked at it in a long time. So I was like, oh, this is great. And they're all from the same guy. Women. How many comments? 3000. What? From this one guy? No, but it, oh. it was like, uh, I can't remember. It was 2000 something last time I looked, but it was 3000 comments. But uh, he's a lot of them. And they're just back to back to back to back. Women comedians suck dick. Next comment. Trying so hard, but useless attempt at nothing. But it's like A-T-T-E-M-T. As hard as they try, not even close. So unfunny. So boring. These are all separate comments. Cunt hoping for fame. Dot, dot, dot. Not. (laughs) I'm glad someone's bringing that back. (laughs) So unfunny. Weemon suck dick. Weemon. Unfunny cunt. Horrible and shitty trash. And unfunny. Stupid cunt, blah blah, so boring. Women comedians suck dick. Men rule your world, slut. But, but it's, it's your world. It's your world. And then also, your world. Like, was I too feminist in in this bit about drinking my pee? You know what I mean? He's yeah. like fighting. He's fighting back. He's he's advocating on behalf of men. Like nobody. Uh, Anyway, so that's pretty great. Man. It's great to be a female comic. At least you tried really hard to be funny. Sorry that uh, you failed. Yeah. Because because Weemon sucked dick. If only I was a man. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, shit. Someone found him. What does he look like? From West Virginia. Dang. He has a daughter. He's holding his baby daughter in... a lot of them. In his... In his mouth, I think. <laughs> why? Why is he looks like he's got an extra pouch to carry his young inside of his, like right under his chin? Does that look like he's got extra jowls there? Oh man, Jason Minton. Uh, 
from Beckley, West Virginia. <laughs> oh, God. I like to look at these people and then go look at their what they like, you know, the the mm-hmm. videos they do like on YouTube. It's always pretty telling. I've told you my story about mean YouTube comments, right? Like how easy it is to to like find out uh, who they like. I found out way too much about this guy. There was this guy that was posting all these mean comments about uh, uh like on my stand up comedy videos when I was in BYU, and he was like also saying like really homophobic stuff. Like he was like, oh. If I ever see you on campus, I'm going to slap the flowers out of your hand, faggot. And <laughs> and we had no, we, no, like I was like showing this to other people. I'm like, what do you think the flowers part mean? Like, what do you think this meant? Uh, because there's no reference to flowers or anything. I was like, does he think I'm one of the people, like one of the gardeners at BYU that's planting flowers? Because like some students have that job. Is that a slur? Is that like, what, what does that mean? I don't know. So I keep, I'm like, I'm haunted by this. I want to know more. Um, this is like my first interaction with a negative comment ever. And... My very first reaction was like, oh, my God, I've done something wrong. I've offended him. Like, was there something offensive in my joke? Should I have not gone that hard after Ikea or something <laughs> like that? Uh, and I cl- so I start clicking around. And you can tell, like, the other channels that he likes and stuff. He has two different YouTube uh, personas. And on multiple different videos, he fights himself. He would comment uh, about like how much he loved share in this one in this one YouTube video, and then in his other persona, his other avatar, he would come in and call himself a faggot for liking share, and then he would come back and be like, "Uh, excuse me, I'm gay because I like share. Like, what are you oh talking my about?" God. And then, <laughs> and then he'd be like, "Yeah, you love sucking dick. You love sucking dick. You're so gay." And uh, I was like, I think this guy might have problems. <laughs> uh, and then, so he wasn't even talking to you in the comments. He was talking to himself. He's just talking to himself, I guess. Mad uh, and just like his other part had forgotten to reply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he deleted his own comment and just left it. I don't know. Uh, then someone else told me on a video that he uh, wished I would die in a fire, and. Uh, I clicked on his name and then clicked a few more times and then was like, Ed, we have classes together. (laughs) We're we're Facebook friends. And so I just took my video and I just shared it straight to his Facebook wall. (laughs) And I was like, dude, I think you're going to love this video. And he didn't, he he was like, uh, weird because I don't like this video. Uh, And I was like, do you dislike it so much that you wish the person in it would die in a fire? And he has not stopped apologizing to me for eight years. Every time we're still friends. And he's just like all the time. He's like, Hey man, I'm really sorry. (laughs) He commented on a new video of mine recently and told me how funny it was. And I was like, this is the second best comment you've ever left. Oh, I didn't know that was him. That's That's funny. Yeah. Here's a story we he never said, He said to be fair, I spend a lot of my time online telling people to die in fires. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a reflex. 
Do you remember when we were just Facebook friends and that oh, crazy I? woman took that picture of Lily? So Lily was like a year oh, old. Oh my God. Do you I remember Pampertoe? Yeah. Lily was wearing, was sitting up on a car at Jason's dealership and was wearing pants and the and had a dent in her diaper like her whole diaper was dented but she was wearing like stretch pants under her dress and i took a picture of it and said lilith is rocking the pamper toe which is a joke i had made on my other page at a different point with like christian like it never occurred to me that it was sexual camel toe yeah but like it's pamper toe she's got she has pants on and a fucking diaper Anyway, it crushed. It fucking crushed on my page. And then months later, months later, I get contacted. Might even be a year later. I get contacted by these women that run like a secret Facebook group, like a secret mommy Facebook group. And they're like, um, there is a woman going from group to group trying to like turn everyone against you because she says that you're posting sexually explicit pictures of your baby. And I was like, fucking what? And she sent me. Did you have any idea what they were talking about when they first said this? No, I think they sent me. She had made a meme out of it. And remember the old just like black black frame memes with just white writing yeah it wasn't even memes they were like inspirational poster like it was a play on the old inspirational poster okay or something. sure so it just had the pamper toe and it said funny joke or disgusting child molest like it was something crazy or mm-hmm. sick child abuse sick, twisted child abuse yeah and she had apparently been just taking it to every with my name in it just taking it to every mommy group and everyone was like, get lost spaz. And so they told me that they had all kinds of issues with her, that she was, um, she was nuts. So then I was like, she wasn't gaining a lot of support. No, everyone's just like, it's a funny joke. And so just, uh, I heard one of the dude like, we mon suck. Yeah. So I was like, let me into the group. And I brought, like four people from my secret internet group and we're just like we're just gonna tear this bitch to shreds Who your her friends are like uh a murderer's row of, <laughs> of facebook commenters <laughs> so i'm like i'm just gonna light this bitch up like i'm like do you guys care about her and they're like no and i'm like okay i'm ruining her in this group and so i tag her in and it was like, you have an issue with a joke that I made on Facebook. Uh, let's go. And then I just, I barely start trolling. Like I just got started and uh, it was a women's only group. And so like one of my friends had like a, a female profile. I think he's still in this mommy group. <laughs> and then uh, Christy Marks. And uh, she freaks out, immediately blocks me. She says repeatedly that uh, only sick people point out their daughter's vagina. Uh, a camel toe is your pants are too tight right there. And she had a dent in the diaper. I'm not, I'm not talking about her vagina. Like, it was a dent in her diaper. And so then I was like, maybe the pink pants made it a bad idea. I'm like overthinking this dumb ass joke. And... She, I then share it on my page. Do you know how she knew you? 
was she a friend of a friend or it was such a popular post that it had been shared several times okay and for years after this i had to make all like any post with the kids in it had to be i was gonna say like you were the one who in recent years had got me to uh make my facebook post public yeah and and accept friend requests and stuff like i just as like you Justin knows, like, my friend, my pending friend request is just full. I don't accept anyone until I've met them. And it's funny, I've forgotten, but this experience was the reason I switched my profile. I was so terrified of crazy people sexualizing my kids. uh, Because, like, the way that she was going after uh, uh, you, like, the things that she was saying, the comments I read, just grossed me out yeah it was gross you you've definitely got a problem and i was i had a uh ethan already you know like and i post ethan pictures and stuff yeah and i'm like nervous that people uh were gonna do something you know and so i i changed all my settings right then uh after like i messaged you about it yeah i i put my entire profile every every post before that day was then moved to friends only and everything moving forward until very recently that had the kids in it was was friends only and now it's kind of fucked because uh I, I allow followers so there's no real difference but she then i then i tag her in the real like on my actual post or I just I post a picture of what she's doing because it's on her. She has it on her main Facebook also, and is like getting co-signers for it. And then it just starts this like four hundred comment thread on my page where there were people who were like that. That is a fucked up joke. And uh, but the vast majority of people who are like parents were like, it's fucking. There's nothing sexual. Like why do you have to see it as sexual? You're looking for it to be sexual. And then she came in and chimed in a few times. A ton of people were like messaging her. But like you can move on. Yeah. If you think that that is sexual, you can just scroll past. Like you don't know this strange person. You could even report the photo or, or, or just, I don't know, leave a comment. But like if you think it is sexual, if yeah. you think that it is child abuse, stop sharing the photo. Yeah. When you are posting uh, when you're posting these memes and zooming in on a on a infant's crotch. Yeah. And 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 being like, is this a funny joke or it can you see it as sexual as I see it? If not, let me explain it to you. And then you do that for days and days and yeah. so many groups of so many people. You're weird, man. You're fucking weird. You're weird. She ends up calling CPS on me. <gasps> But at the time, the whole time I lived in Delaware, because uh, I fuck around on the internet a lot. And so the whole time I lived in Delaware, all my stuff looked like I lived in Pennsylvania. So she called Pennsylvania CPS on me and it went nowhere. But um, yeah, I had to be really careful after that. And for a long time, I was very, very, I still am very careful. I took that, like that post uh, as I wish you would have done with the live tweeting of Big Sky. I just make everything that I want to get rid of. I don't want it to be publicly seen. I just make it to only me so I can still look at it. I started doing that uh, with a lot of my overly sad Tabitha divorce posts. <laughs> I was like, I want to remember this rant, uh, but uh, no one else should. <laughs> so I'll I'll switch it to only me. Uh, yeah, that, that other rant's lost forever though. It's gone. But I, uh, but so we were 
Facebook friends and you, I re- one of our first Facebook, I thought it was so cute because we never talked. And then mm-hmm. you messaged me and you were like, hey, I messaged that lady and she said a bunch of creepy stuff. So now I am making my profile private. <laughs> I messaged her? Yeah. Just like to what? You what? messaged her and, and told her that uh, she should not be sharing the photo, I think. Ah, good point. Yeah. Past me. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, then what? and then she said a she said something about Ethan, which totally skeeved you out. And oh. so then you made your profile private. Oh, and then I was like, Ethan. I felt bad that for would... bringing you into my world. No. <laughs> um, I st- like I Ethan was naked a lot as a kid. Yeah. Because he's a fucking baby. And it's just this. Why do you have to make babies live by your rules, man? Like yeah. the Babies don't know that they're naked. Like so he's like when he's potty training. I wouldn't put clothes on him. Yeah. He's just naked all day long because he's peeing every 15 <laughs> minutes, you know? And I don't have that many pairs of clothes to go through. He just he needs to learn. We had this. We had a, the perfect apartment for potty training. No carpet. It was all like vinyl yeah. uh, floors <laughs> in this apartment. And uh, <laughs> we just let him go naked. And like I, one day he, uh, I walk into the living room. I think he's asleep. Or no, sorry. I fucked it up already. I think he's watching TV. He is laying on the couch, but just half of his body. Just his head and torso are on the couch. His legs are like hanging off of it, but they're too short to reach the floor. So they're just dangling. And uh, his face is turned towards the TV. When I walk around to the side of him... I to the front of him I realized that he is dead asleep in front of the TV oh my God, that's and he's so just cute. falling asleep with half of his body's just sticking out and he's completely naked so I took a picture of it and like you don't it's not like I I didn't it's a tasteful picture of a baby's bottom like it's from a distance I'm not like the camera's not up in his taint or anything <laughs> like that like it's just He's so he's so fucking pale white that there's like there's like a a reflection off of his ass <laughs> that blur blurs his butt cheek line as if like you know like so it's uh it's a already a self censored photo, but I would put like uh you know uh there were other videos or something of him like uh, just being in his underwear like even videos in his underwear or just in his diaper made people uncomfortable they were like they would always make jokes about like uh does this kid not own any clothes like yeah yeah he's got clothes he's just two yeah he's three like i don't uh he's way his dick is covered like that's uh fine with me yeah uh and uh, it was i don't know i just thought it it always made me feel weird like i didn't think anything that was sexual until other people started commenting on it just even like a year or so ago, I had an Instagram story get removed because someone reported it because uh, like it was just like Ethan was uh, in the bath. You couldn't see anything. He was just like in the bath and it got reported for uh, like whatever. And, and Instagram took it down. And uh, I don't know. I got sexually abused as a kid and, and other people's stuff like that makes me feel like I don't. I did. My my attitude was like. Oh, well, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. But then that woman, I remember just being like, oh, fuck. Like, there's other people out there that are 
looking for i don't know it grosses me out that's what the, people's the, argument on the pamper toe post was that uh it's fine for people who aren't fucked up but you're showing it to people who are fucked up and i'm like well then stop posting pictures of your kids running through the sprinkler in swimsuits mm. well it's just yeah i don't know it is scary to think about like i don't want to think about it but uh it is scary to think that like oh am i providing content for pedophiles uh, <laughs> they say in general putting your kids on the internet you're you're risking that there's like secret facebook groups where they collect pictures of other people's kids and and talk about them god now i'm creeped out the internet Uh, yeah i didn't i just didn't post them for a long time and then i guess i forgot about it until we started having this conversation because i'm like oh yeah that's why all those old posts because i keep finding all these super cute lily singing songs as a toddler video and they're all private and that's why yeah damn because that dumb bitch i hope they die in a fire (laughs) <laughs> so i did your dumb cups thing yeah uh the cups thing guys is a way to jump timelines or dimensions what's the specific okay here's here's the thing for me with dimensions versus timelines the aliens if you want to go back to alien school stuff the aliens explained reality as 3d 4d 5d and that the the dimensions in that context is bringing another level on board so like 3d is the reality that we all know 4d is like the astral plane or the ether so like now you're also able to communicate telepathically to hear what people are actually saying whatever so a lot of us operate assuming you believe this stuff is real a lot of us operate in the 4d reality 5D is uh, another layer available in here. Timelines would be, but a lot of people, dimensional jumping is what I would call timeline jumping, is timelines are a bunch of possible realities that all exist, but you can point your consciousness at them and, and have that be the one you experience. So I think in that, if that's all true, from that premise, you could you have a bunch of 4D timelines you could experience. And like if you could get to the level 5D, you have a bunch of 5D timelines you could experience. You have 3D timelines you could experience. They would suck more than the 4D ones, obviously. So dimensional jumping is switching, like consciously switching timelines. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's what I was doing with yeah. the cups. Yeah. The cup method is, uh, I talked about it in one recent episode, but. And a it, lot in the Facebook group, a lot of people said, like, I've already been sharing their stories about how they tried it and stuff. Yeah. There's a bunch of stories there. So. So I just was following it on Reddit and I'm going to talk about a couple other things from Reddit, but two cups, one with water in it, one without any water in it. You put a label, the one that has water on it, you put the label of the reality you're currently in. And then in the other cup, you put the reality that you want to be in. And then you pour the water from one to the other. You drink the water. Now you're in the new reality. You Google two cup method. There's a million YouTube videos Mm -hmm. about it. Uh, And you, you did it yourself first. I did it myself and I got, the things that I wanted, uh, including this commercial break. <laughs> That's very smooth. <laughs> oh, and we're back. <laughs> uh, you got everything that you wanted from your 
cup two cup method. I can see how they are all in the works. Um, what I did not do now, did you ask for a million dollars? Did you? What did? Can you t- say yet uh, an, an example? Because I asked for a very small, simple thing. You asked That's, for like a, a a mood change. Yeah, essentially. Okay. <laughs> People are like, I want to make five hundred thousand dollars a year. I want to switch to that dimension, and I was like, I would like a dimension where uh, I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> Could I be happy right now? Is that a timeline I could go on to? So I just wanted to do something simple and small. Also, you guys had talked a lot about you and other people in the group. It talked a lot about how important it was to be super specific in what you ask for because uh, all these bad things could happen. Uh, there, there seems to be like a monkey's paw element to this cup method. Like you ask for something, you 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 familiar with monkey's paw, Jessa? Uh, you say it a lot. Is was it from a only movie? since this cups thing happened? <laughs> I think it's from a Simpsons episode. Is where I first learned it. It's like a common thing, and it it's like it's a a paw that's got fingers, and you take you have wishes, and then the fingers close when you have wishes. Mm. But it's like you always get your wish, but in a terrible way that's reality surfing in general that's Real, always been my experience it's like it's like i i ask for money and then the next day you get money but it's because you're inheriting it after your father got killed in a train accident my favorite example of new things coming through chaos is uh in 2009 was the first time that i was like i want to own a house and i was you know, only been clean for like four years and didn't really think home ownership was ever in the cards for me. Also, it is a year into the crash. And I'm like, I want to own a house. And I, I spent like a day trying to figure out how to make that happen. Like if I wanted to own a house in six months, how would I make that happen? And we were living in Portland and we didn't make enough money for a house and we were in debt. And how that ended up manifesting was a few months later, I had a baby. I ended up with crippling uh, d- postpartum depression ended up having to move back to my parents' house. Um, Jason, we lost all our money, couldn't pay our bills. Like Jason lo- lost his job. And so we didn't have any money, couldn't pay our bills, had to move back to Delaware, move into my parents' house. I was very uncomfortable in my parents' house and had to get the fuck out of there. And we couldn't afford to rent anything in our, the, of the size that we needed. And it would be much better to buy it so we had to buy a house and I owned a house in less than a year from the moment that I was like I need to buy a house but everything had to fall apart to get me to that moment and I was six months into owning that house before I was like oh all of that brought me to this thing that I wanted like I came across the thing where I had written down that I wanted to own a house Damn. and realized that I got what I wanted but it came via chaos mm-hmm. it almost always comes via chaos unless you specify which I never do yeah uh were the, was there chaos involved in this recent cups thing for you? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to be uh, financially independent from my ex. And in my head, I kind of pictured that as uh, me coming up with a, a better financial opportunity for myself and then him just kind of keeping his deal or whatever. And it actually manifested as him getting fired 
and me having no, no fucking choice but to uh, come up with that money on my own. Right. Uh, so I am nervous to try this cups thing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to have chaos. So I felt like if I kept it simple and I did one thing. And it was uh, Jessica helped coach me through it. She it was your idea to come to do the anxious thing. Uh, I you asked me like what like what do you, what don't you like? I think what don't you like about yeah. yourself? Or Tell about me what your you want to change. What you want to change? And I just started writing out stuff. I was like, man, I I don't like that I get nothing done because I just sit in my room all day long, uh, an anxious mess. And think about like I can't I hate that I can't just email a booker because I have 1800 questions in my head about where am I going to be in June and will I do this and do I need to talk to Tabitha first and I don't feel like talking to Tabitha because uh, it's making me feel bad and uh, oh what's the, what am I going to do how am I going to make money oh should I make money how am I going to and I just I never do anything because I uh, I get nothing done so I think I started out by talking about I, I think I said I, I don't want to be lazy anymore I don't want to yeah. I don't want to get nothing I hate that I get nothing done and just like encouraged me to dig deeper like why don't you get anything like be be more explicit and as I kept getting down to it, um, uh, she was she helped me focus on like the fact that uh, it's anxiety. Anxiety is something that that you could change. And I was like, yeah, like I like it when I'm happy and I'm confident and I just like uh, make plans and go do them. And I don't just spend like a lot of times uh, on my anxious days to myself. I want to go. I wish I was with people, but yeah. I can't make plans. Because I feel terrible. Uh, I, it's so overwhelming to think about like, oh, should I should I text this person or that person? And what do I really want to do? Do I want to see Avengers Endgame or do I, do I, am I what if later what if I make the plans and then later I don't feel like doing it? And what if they say no? And what if I uh, what if two people say yes? And then what if, what if I post something on Facebook and no one answers? What if too many people answer? I just do all that kind of shit. I just want to be happy. And uh, so Jessa said. Uh, you know, the the wording on the cups is important. First, she tells me to get two cups, and that's a challenge uh, <laughs> in, in the my dude house. in my apartment. She said two identical cups, and I have exactly two. We've got lots of cups in my house. I was like, "What about two cups from the same series of Burger King collectibles Disney <laughs> editions?" I have a Pocahontas. I have I have two different Pocahontas cups. They're not identical. One has Pocahontas on it. One has Miko on it. Uh, so, but like, does that count? I luckily I had two. I had two glasses that were identical that we got from like the I Am Salt Lake podcast. <laughs> and oh, I forgot about that class. Then I then you're supposed to get water. Okay, that's another. I had to get. I had to go get. <laughs> Because if you think I'm drinking the water out of my faucet, you're dead wrong. <laughs> I was out of my my jug. Of, I just buy jugs of water from the grocery store, so I had to get more water. Uh, and then we had then we finally got to the words. Now, will you tell us why the words you put on the cup are important? This is also important, just uh, because I'm not positive that I'm actually jumping dimensions and not just um, that it's not a mental trick. But even with the mental trick, 
um, the wording is important. If you are in debt and you want to be out of debt, you just don't sit around thinking about being debt free because it's just reinforcing the thing that you don't want. So you don't want to write about debt on your second cup. You don't want to write about not sad. Because you're still thinking about how sad you are. You want to be happy. Yeah. Okay. So if you do believe that the universe delivers uh, reality to you or that you can jump dimensions, the idea is that for whatever reason that program doesn't understand your specifiers. But also it's just not good to have that stuff floating around in your head. You don't think about the thing you don't want. So when I quit smoking, I just don't smoke. Like the day I quit smoking, I just was, I don't, I'm a non-smoker. It wasn't, I'm quitting smoking. It's, you know, whatever. It's just, I don't smoke. So the words Jessa told me to write down were anxious on one cup and then happy and content on the next cup. Which, by the way, I'm looking at the picture that I took right now. Yeah. Also, just getting a piece of two, <laughs> two pieces of paper was a challenge for me. I took an envelope from like uh, uh, some junk mail. Yeah. And I just ripped it in half. And uh, so I have half an envelope on each glass. And one of them says anxious and the other says uh, happy, content. But it, uh, I left the cup sitting out for a while, uh, just sitting on my headboard, and I would look at them, and I, I would always read it as happy content. So <laughs> like I need, I'm like, I really need to be putting out more happy content. But uh, those, were, those were the letters that I, uh, or the words that I wrote. So that, that wasn't the first time. The first time when you sent me, like, lazy and this other stuff, I, I wrote you out like longer ones that included more things you wanted to accomplish, but then you didn't do it because you were anxious about it. So <laughs> this day you were just like, I'm so anxious. I can't leave my house. And I was like, well then why don't you just, yeah, well, that's what it, I, just, I like starting out simple. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. No, out, it was like, good. It was good. Yeah. I think that that's uh, every, everyone should start out the two cup method on a simple, on a simple basis. Yeah. They're, like nothing bad has happened. Like I, my life didn't could descend into chaos. I just got happy immediately. Yeah. You didn't uh, just like become a happy guy after a car accident. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, all my anxiety disappeared because every person that made me anxious uh, got Thanos snapped <laughs> into oblivion. That would honestly, I feel like uh, that half the planet disappearing might make me uh less uh anxious for sure but uh use the directions then were um to put the labels on the cups mm-hmm. and pour water into the first cup the anxious cup you want to sit for a second and think about the timeline that you're currently on and then pour the water into the second cup mhm then think about that reality, what that reality feels like. And I did that. I sat and I thought about it. I thought I could I could picture myself like it wasn't that hard. It's how I'd been feeling all day long. Been yeah. trapped in my room all day long. But I just thought about it and put myself there and, you know, didn't like it. And then I was supposed to pour it into the ne- pour that water into the next cup and meditate on what it's like. To be a happy, content Aaron. What does happy and content Aaron do? 
what does he l- look like? What is his day like? Right. What is he? What is his life like when he, when Aaron's happy? When Aaron is content? What does he do? And I thought, you know, specifically about what I I I go for walks. I exercise. I go see my friends. I uh, do activities. I get out of this fucking room. I just feel good. I get work done. You know, I thought about all those things. And then I drink the water. You drink the water, yeah. I drank the water. And, man, I thought it was like a great mental exercise. I immediately felt... Uh, it's like acting, man. It was it's like, exactly, it, it's yep. like acting. I, I just said, uh, I put myself in like the character of, of happy, content Aaron. And I thought about what would happy and content Aaron do. It made an immediate change on my day. I did go out and take a walk. I took a walk and I listened to music. I felt better. And, um, in the coming days after that, oh, and didn't I sign up for an acting class yeah. right away? Yep. Oh my God. There so a year ago, a year ago, listen, I've wanted to I, I like acting and I've been interested in acting and I it's hard to talk about because I'm like eh, I feel self conscious about it and whatever. Uh but a year ago, a good friend who is an actress told me about an acting coach in Salt Lake City and said, You have to sign up for her class. And she's and she like uh, she's also Mormon, this friend, and like a true Mormon missionary. She like made a promise to me, you know, like this, I, we would have to commit people to getting baptized or reading yeah. the book of Mormon or whatever. And you always are supposed to accompany the commitment with a promise. You're like, I promise you, your life will improve or whatever. If you, if you read this chapter of the right. book of Mormon, I promise you'll feel peace. And she was like, I promise you, your life will change because of this course. And, uh, you'll be, you'll be one step closer to getting an Oscar, like all this stuff. And, uh, I just like never did it, man. I never did it. I'm like, I'm always gone. I'm always out of town. I can't sign up for this class. Oh, it costs money. I don't know. But then every single day I just talked to Jess about how I wish I acted more, how I wish I did more. I wish I, I wish I knew how to act. I want to take an acting class, but I never fucking did it. And then. I do this cups thing and happy and content Aaron signs up for this class almost a year to the day later. Um, I signed up for it and I was just like, I'm here this Saturday. Why don't I just email this teacher? And like, I've thought about emailing this teacher before and I just get nervous and I think it's dumb and I don't want to bother anybody. And I thought about getting nervous I thought about like just not emailing her because it's dumb. And then I just was like, that's not happy and content. Aaron, he doesn't do that. Right. It's just an email. Just send one email, send one email with a simple question. Can I come audit your class this Saturday? And I did. And she wrote me back immediately and was like, absolutely. Come uh Saturday, blah, blah. I think it was like the next day. It was like tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and she was, uh, she was like, yeah, we're having class tomorrow. Come. And I went and I had a great time. It was really, really fun. And I was, uh, and I uh, credit that to the cups. But I also uh, know that in like the, the next couple or two or three days, there were moments where I felt anxiety want to creep back in. Yep. And I just uh, did that exercise again, just in my head, not with the cups, not with water or anything. But I would think about what would a happy and content Aaron do. Like this isn't 
happy and content Aaron doesn't give a shit about this. He would just move on with his day or something like that. And uh, keeping the cups out were like was like a nice visual reminder of uh, like, you know, so in the morning I'd be like, got to make happy content, you know, uh, and uh, and I would keep that in my mind for the day. So this is not as the same as like buying a house or, or something, uh, but I didn't want to try anything that crazy. But it was a pretty cool thought exercise that helped me feel uh, happier. Another thing happy content Aaron does is uh, introduce this commercial break. And we're back to this dimension. I don't know if it's magic. I don't know if it's real. I've been really into this idea of switching timelines because timelines are something that I feel have come into focus for me. But I absolutely think that if you treat reality like a game that you're playing, it doesn't matter if it really is a game or not. If you treat it like that, and just like you said, acting, you can change the neural pathways, which is another kick that I'm on right now. Then you start at the beginning neural pathways, my good bitch. All right, so here's the cross-section of all of the things that I am currently fixated on. Neural pathways is another thing that I've been spending a lot of time thinking about. Uh, neural pathways we discussed recently in another podcast is basically the path your brain takes to get from point A to point B. And that like your, your personality is determined by the neural pathways that you are always take. And then I read about neural pathways in a book about changing your behavior in something that is somewhat similar to hypnosis in that you change the things that you associate with certain feelings. And one of the examples was how to beat jealousy by rating the levels of jealousy that you have. In this context, it was an ex an ex-boyfriend. I think it would work so much better in a current relationship, but in this, it was an ex-boyfriend and it was, uh, things that would make you jealous and upset to find out about the ex-boyfriend. And so it was like, uh, to find out that he went on a date, to find out that he has a girlfriend, to find out that he has gotten engaged, to find out that he has gotten married, whatever. And these are like things in this context are like nightmares that I would never be able to live through if this happened. And I guess you could like, after a divorce or whatever, this makes sense. But, uh, and then you rate them. Like, it's a, I'm at a 20. I'm at a, a, a level 20 anxiety when I think about them going on a date with someone else. And then you've got, you've got your ratings and you start with the 20 and then you lay in a bed and you imagine them going on a date with someone else until you are fully at the 20% or level 20 anxiety and then you use deep muscle relaxation to bring yourself back down to a zero and deep muscle relaxation you can google it is just like your arm is so heavy and your muscle is so relaxed that your arm is sinking into the bed it's actually just what you use to put someone into a hypnotic state and then you go the 30, the 40, the, the, all the way to 100, and then you have created new neural pathways. And I don't know how much of this is like the science version of neural pathways, but you've carved a new path in your mind with the feelings that you associate with certain things. They had 
So now when you think about your ex-boyfriend going on a date or having a girlfriend, you, instead of feeling angry and jealous, your uh, muscles will just all be relaxed? Your muscles will relax, yeah. So I think you have to practice this more than once, but... I probably wouldn't have to do it a lot. Like, it's pretty easy for me to... And I don't mean it like that. I just mean, like, I hop from thing to thing. I don't have a ton of neural pathways that exist for very long because I'm always on to another kick. But I thought this would work for social anxiety. This would work for anxiety in making decisions. This would work for any kind of thing that creates anxiety for you. I was thinking phobia, mm-hmm. you know, you could, you could think about snakes and, and use this to bring yourself out of it. That would the be a great fuck experiment. I could. <laughs> Why would I sit and think about snakes? Fuck. Another one. I'm already uncomfortable. Another one would be, cause this would work for me in spiders. I think I could make, I could change my, how I feel around spiders with something like this because my fear of spiders has changed throughout my life different phases of my life it caused way more anxiety than others um i don't think go ahead can i tell you about this acting class that i went to yeah we uh it was really cool uh i liked it a lot it was really fun i just like i like uh I've always been interested in acting and it was fun. I mean, I went to one class. Uh, I learned one uh, thing, but it was cool. It's like something I've always been interested in. And this teacher's method was all about like picking one word, one emotion and, and focusing on that. So like we would uh, read, you know, you could read, you can read a scene and you, you look for certain beats and in each beat you're like, what? What emo- what are you emoting right here? Like what's what's underneath the surface? What are you trying to make the other person feel? And uh, like you want to focus just on that and like get into that emotion and then, you know, regionalize, do your scenes. And so the beginning of class was like this exercise where everyone had to pick a, uh, a word out of a hat. And um, mine was playful. And I was, uh, she was like, you know, you're new to the class. So if you get something dark, like suicidal, you don't have to do it. And I was like, that's what I want. I yeah. Want suicidal. Playful is actually hard. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to be playful. Oh, I don't know. I want to get, I want to get like angry and sad or whatever. And then we laid down on the floor and, uh, she played this like relaxing thing. Like was like, it's her own voice talking, but she played a recording of it. Right. And, uh, she like talks you through like think about how, uh this word how do you feel uh like when you think of this word think about times when you have been this what do you like what does your body feel like they're like imagine that this uh, emotion is a, is in front of your face what does it look like what shape does it have how does it move all this kind of stuff right and so i'm just thinking about the word playful you know thinking about the word playful and uh, I can feel, I, I think about times I'm playing with Ethan and I'm just, uh, channeling that energy and they're like, where do you feel that energy? I'm like, I kind of feel it in my toes. I feel it in my cheeks. Like, cause I'm smiling and my chest feels kind of lighter. Like I'm just giddy and playful. I'm thinking about the, the ways I act when I'm playful. And we spent several minutes just on the floor. Everyone has their own word. They're all channeling different stuff. 
and uh then uh you get like we got up and then did stuff it like and we all like at least i was just can only speak for myself i guess but i felt still playful right and then like you can uh she talked about like you can like walk into an audition after having done like an exercise like this and like having this be like you can pick the word that you want to do and i'm like you know if you're if you're going up for something and you're like i want to make sure i'm playful for whatever the line is you know that you read in, in your audition but you wanted to be like that it's like you walk a different way when you're playful you know, you yeah. walk a different way when you're suicidal and uh, just spending time thinking about emotions is one of my favorite things. And so, like, uh, <laughs> that's why I think that's why I'm attracted to acting. And uh, anyway, like it uh, you can I we read uh, lines in different like with different words in our minds, you know. Right. And it changes how you behave and how you act and it was this came right after i did the cups thing which was just me sitting and thinking about how i would act if i was happy right right and then i went outside and i immediately was acting different because i was acting as happy aaron you know right and so uh if you can do yeah sign up for acting classes i don't know what you, but like it's i i think it's similar stuff yeah it's 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 uh Changing the neural pathways, changing the ways that you have previously done things, uh, the things that you associate with those things. I think that if you're trying to change to a different timeline, you should stop listening to the playlist you've been listening to lately, kind of try to change it up a little bit. And I think it's been helpful to, because I had a couple other things on that list, it's been helpful for me to check in with myself a few times a day and make sure like the first thought that I have in the morning is who I'm playing this character that I'm playing because if we are just switching from timeline to timeline in a video game that's all we are as actors in our own play so actors in our own movie and I think maybe you can steer what movie you're in by paying attention to the way that you're playing the role or to the role that you're playing you uh, also did something else to switch timelines that I don't quite understand. I don't think I understand it. Uh, I nobody ever should have let me on fucking Reddit no because one as ever soon as I have. got on Reddit, because for a long time I was like, I don't think I should have access to that uh, medium. And then we had a, a Reddit that was popping at one point, and then now it's not. We totally stopped. We died. we let that Reddit yeah. die. <laughs> we did try to. We did try it. Yeah, for a it's second. easier on Facebook, but. I then ended up in a re when I got into reality transurfing and dimension jumping, I started following the dimension jumping and I would just read it. And then someone talked about rando knots. Look, I don't think I understand it, but rando knots is another Reddit where you join some chat app and then a, a, a bot sends you a location to go to and it has to do with attractors and voids and i don't know this is like video game shit i'm not really what's sure what's the general premise behind walking to a location i think it has to do with confirming that you have jumped locations or uh timelines the thing that i like about it is that everyone posts pictures of things that happen when they are on this walk, on this journey to find this thing. I just like the idea that it was sending me on a journey. You can tell it how many miles to send you. So I put mine like a mile. And 
then you go and you pick up the trash that's around there. Like you pick up the items that are there. I didn't do that because mine was like a 56 inch flat screen TV. Does it all, does it know that there's trash there? Or no, just, it's just like, it sends you a spot on a map and you sends you coordinates pick up anything, and you just go and any, there's clues. Like everyone posts these pictures and it's all like statements about reality and shit. It's fucking well, clues, weird. Clues to get to your randomly assigned location. Meaning no, uh, like, like how I, like I think of messages. I'll tell you what mine was okay but, but but just i thought my understanding was like that it was supposed like it's taking you to a place that you would never have gone yourself and like that like by stepping out of your normal routine that you were changing your timeline that's not it that's what i gathered from oh, okay, it i'm okay, not okay. positive that that's what it is because okay. they use words like attractor and void i don't i'm not positive I uh, had to hang out in the dimension. Just, I think you're part of a child uh, sex trafficking. Uh, I don't. Scheme there now. were no kids. There okay. were zero kids. It sounds like a great way to get kidnapped, though. Well, it does now that I just fucking talked about it on the podcast because now you can just <laughs> pretend to be the bot. But anyway, I went to the location at night, which was kind of weird. But I uh, <laughs> fucking Tim Dillon was the location of van. Tim Dillon at night. So uh, I had him on the phone. So uh, I was like, if I die, this is what I'm doing. He didn't. He's like, I don't fucking know what <laughs> any just, of these everyone's exhausted with you. And he, OK, so here is this will come up in a future episode, but I've been struggling with the attachment system stuff. The attachment system journey has been very enlightening. It's been very painful and it's not easy for me. And I, uh, that was part of my cup jump was, was something related to this, a way that I had described being in a relationship or being, uh, the anxious preoccupied in a dynamic or in love or anything feels to me like being trapped inside a window or inside a house with no windows and no doors. There's just no escape. Uh, I'm, I'm trapped and I can't get out is what it feels like to me. I've used that analogy on the podcast, I'm sure, but it's something that anyone who's known me for the last couple of years, I say it all the time. And it feels like a house inside of myself and I, I can't get out of it. And that's what it feels like to me to be anxiously attached. And I was describing that sensation long before I figured out attachment systems and finding out about attachment systems has helped a lot to like put some windows in the house but that was on my cups there was something about that on my cups and then I went on this journey and in my head I'm like I don't really know what this thing is saying because I don't know what half these people are talking about which is how I felt about dimension jumping till I hung out in there long enough but I am going to use this to look for confirmation that I have jumped and so I went to the place that it took me and it took me about a mile away to a house with no windows. And I was outside of house, the house. The windows are boarded up. I couldn't tell what was happening. I didn't want to like straight up trespass and go up. So I couldn't tell if they were boarded up. It was a nice neighborhood. So I don't think they were boarded up. I don't know if they just had like blinds that like would the same color as their paneling that come down and cover up the windows for some reason. There was no, but it really looked like there were no windows. Looked period. like there was no windows. I took pictures wow. of it. It looked like there were no windows and I'm outside of that house. And then next to the trash can is a flat screen TV. And so for me, I felt like I wanted to know if I had jumped. And one of the things on that 
list were was uh wanting to be free from this sensation of being locked inside of a window a house with no windows and no doors and uh i'm assuming there was a door but i couldn't see it there was like a weird hallway in the middle of the house it was um i'm assuming went to a door but it was the house you know it's Mm -hmm. the metaphorical house and that that was confirmation that i had arrived outside of that house i was not inside of that house i was standing outside of that house now and that the tv next to the garbage can was a nod to uh, stories and projections because believing those has a lot to do with the sensation of being locked inside the house. You know, that uh, it's not the attachment itself. It is the movie that plays while I'm in the attachment place. It is, it, it feels like, I don't know, did we ever do the episode where I had, where I felt like I realized that the ego, I was going through that, fuck, I get on so many fucking trips, but anywhere where I felt like I had found the projector room inside of my head, and then I got held down in the projector, so I felt like it was a nod to that, and that was cool, so then I go back, and now I'm just in like finding finding clues now i'm going deeper into reddit i'm already in glitches in the matrix on reddit which is so creepy meanwhile i'm just feeling bad for this person who lives in a windowless house and threw out their tv like what the fuck are they gonna do now (laughs) there's nothing for them to look at i uh i get on Reddit glitches in the matrix is creepy. It's just people talking about glitch experiences where like they run into their other self and stuff. It's very creepy and I can only read it a little bit, but I start looking for more reality stuff on Reddit and I go to the OA cause I've been all about the second season of the OA was all about a dimension jumping And I get in there and then someone brings up Cicada 3301. Do you remember? Because there is, there's a plot. In this second season, the. Yeah. When they're. The whole thing is built around the game. The kids are playing the game on the phone and they go to the house and everyone's playing that game. And then he's like at a basketball, he's like playing pickup basketball and he's like asking people about uh, this app or something. And they're like, and they make reference to uh, tech companies creating this game as like a way to like recruit people way to find out like who's smart like who can play the puzzles or whatever like that right that's yeah. what you're talking about yep is that what cicada 3301 is cicada 3301 was allegedly like somebody like a company looking for code breakers and so they put all these weird puzzles on the internet that people who could like decrypt could decipher and then allegedly those people got crazy jobs for either the government or some big corporation but it's not really like confirmed it involved like a bunch of shit i don't understand to break codes and then flying across the country and going to a place to find this clue and shit whatever and i think the first one was solved and then the next one wasn't and then they put out a book called liber primus primus i don't know and um That included a bunch of runes, but then also a bunch of other codes that they haven't been able to break all of them, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm always like, I 
I wonder if this is alien shit. Like, I wonder if these are like secret reality as a video game clues being left out for people and nobody wants to, you know, come up with anything that far fetched. So they're like, no, this is just so we can get hired by Apple or whatever the fuck. So listen to what they have decoded so far from this fucking book. This is the decoded part, decrypted, whatever. A warning. Believe nothing from this book except what you know to be true. Test the knowledge. Find your truth. Experience your death. Do not edit or change this book or the message contained within it, either the words or the numbers, for all is sacred. Which I feel like is how all good sacred texts start. Uh, <laughs> what? like, don't change this shit. Even the Bibles. Like, don't fuck with the revelations. It's important codes for later. That is not uh, how the Bible starts, by the way. It's how it ends. Start. Uh, it ends like <laughs> you that. You said that. You said I believe that's how all the best sacred. I mean, texts they all begin. have it in there. I mean, they all they all have that disclaimer. Okay. The Book of Revelation is like the last thing it says, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but the Book of Revelation, like, anyway, that's just that book. The thing about I've like, seen there, it in, I've there seen it be, in other this kind of shit. There, there, like, there, like, when you're talking about the end of Revelations, where it says there, there won't be any other, uh, like, books. After Don't change this. how this is written. I thought okay. it had, but anyway, yeah, we'll yeah, take but that that's just out. that's just about the book. Of, oh, well, oh, you know what? This is like the Mormon me talking because like uh, anti-Mormon people bring up this verse out of Revelations. Uh, to say that the Book of Mormon can't exist, like shouldn't exist, or that it's from Satan, because God already said at the end of the Bible there won't be anything else. Oh yeah, or like don't. He's just talking else. about the Book but of Revelation, we and we yeah. would be trained to say, "Oh, that's just talking about the Book of Revelation." Gotcha. Because you know, like it used to be, there was other book, and like the, the, they used to be in a different order, and well, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I've read other secret teaching stuff that is like this is sacred, leave it the way that it is, and I think it's because it has codes in it for people who uh, know how to talk to aliens. All right, welcome pilgrim to the great journey towards the end of all things. It is not an easy trip, but for those who find their way here, it is a necessary one. Along the way, you will find an end to all struggle and suffering, your innocence, your illusions, your certainty, and your reality. Now, nobody in the fucking Reddit ever talks about, hey, could this be about reality or, like, consciousness? Everyone's just like, you know, we got to crack this code. Do you think they already hired everybody? Also, this is just me lurking in the Reddit, and I might not know what I'm fucking talking about. If you know about it, please message me, because I am very interested. Ultimately, you will discover an end to self. It is through this pilgrimage that we shape ourselves and our realities, journey deep within, and you will arrive outside. Mm. This is the night I arrived outside of that house. Which the entire beginning, the first time I said, I feel like I'm trapped in a house with no windows and no doors, was the beginning of me finding, like, digging all this trauma out of, because all of that, like, attachment and love triggered all that trauma, all that childhood trauma. And I really do believe, like, leveled me up, or will level me up when I finish this part. But uh, journey deep within, and you will arrive outside. It's also in bigger letters than the other letters. Like the instar, it is only through going within that we may emerge. Wisdom. You are a being unto yourself. You are a law unto yourself. Each intelligence is holy, for all that lives is holy. And instruction command your own self. 
The primes are sacred. This is all fucking mass shit. I don't understand. All right. A man decided to go and study with a master. He went to the door of the master. Who are you who wishes to study here? Asked the master. The student told the master his name. That is not who you are. That is only what you were called. Who are you that wishes to study here? He asked again. The man thought for a moment and said, I am a professor. That is not, that is what you do, not who you are, replied the master. Who are you that wishes to study here? Finally, he answered, I am a human being. That is only your species, not who you are. Who are you that wishes to study here? I mean, he's being kind of a dick. <laughs> After a moment of thought, the professor replied, I am a consciousness inhabiting an arbitrary body. Now, that seems like you got it, right? But nope, this guy's picky as fuck. And he's like, not like this guy. That is merely what you are, not who you are. Who are you that wishes to study here? The man was getting irritated, as are we. And he said, I am. He started. But he could not think of anything else to say, so he trailed off. After a long pause, the master replied, Then welcome. Then you are welcome to come study. I am is like the answer to everything, you know. So still nobody like they've they've decrypted all of this stuff and nobody's like, oh, this is like uh, teaching esoteric shit. Do four unreasonable things each day. Now we've, we've got instructions. We're on the instruction chapter. Do four unreasonable things each day. The loss of divinity, which also popped up in Alanis Morissette song the other day. There's. The circumference practices three behaviors which cause the loss of divinity. Consumption. We consume too much because we believe the following two errors within the deception. We do not have enough or there is not enough. Or we have what we have now by luck and we will not be strong enough later to obtain what we need. Most things are not worth consuming. Preservation. We preserve things because we believe we are weak. If we lose them, we will not be strong enough to gain them again. This is all like attached, like not attachment theory, but like uh, attachment, placing importance on things, not being able to let things come and go and flow. This is all alien school um, video game reality shit. This is the deception. Most things are not worth preserving. Adherence. We follow dogma so that we can believe in we can, sorry, I thought, uh, and then it goes on for a while. That's on the uncovering cicada wiki, but I thought the, uh, we follow dogma so that we can be long and be right. Or we follow reason so that we can be long and be right is a great description of religion and science. Mm -hmm. The, the pendulum swing from believing in religion to believing in nothing to the same end. Mm. But the whole thing is like alien school stuff. But then if you go to the people who are actually doing the work to decode it and like working around the clock to decode it, they're just doing it for fun and believe that it was put out by like a company who they don't think that there's messages in it. They just, I haven't heard, seen anybody talk about it. I don't talk in the thing, but I'm just they like, think the decoding is the journey The like, once you decode it, like that was the fun part. They don't really care about what it says. Once it's decoded pretty much. Yeah. Interesting. All right. This is a, a, a weird thing to fixate on of all the cool, deep stuff that you said. The thing that made me think was about uh, we consume because we feel like we're lucky and we won't have it again. And that's uh, 
why I overeat. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just I'm like, I will. Uh, who knows when I'll get more food? So I should eat all of this, even like to the point where I'm not I'm not hungry anymore, and I just keep eating because my survivor whatever mentality. I'm not like my dad raised me to not know when my next meal is gonna. You just you just eat. There's food there in front of you. You eat it. Uh, but uh, I don't know. That there's, is, a, there's a lot there. There yeah. was a lot there. It's all, and they they refer. Why cicada? Do you know? No, I couldn't figure that. I mean, it was called Cicada 3301 was the first puzzle or something. I only spent one night fucking around on it. And when I got to this thing, I almost ordered this book. You can't read it. It's all in like weird runes. And then not all of the runes uh, go by the same pattern. So you can't decode them the same way. So a ton of the book isn't. Otherwise, it'd be too easy to solve. Yeah. Exactly. But you can just buy the book? You can just have the book? Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. And there's a weird like disclaimer on the book that if you uh, buy it, buy it for decoration because it, it lacks metadata. It's mm. fucking weird. But I thought it would be interesting if it's actually just like uh, higher dimensional awakened aliens putting this thing out to try to find other awakened beings and then a bunch of people were like well i wonder if this will get me a job in tech you know <laughs> this, this sounds like the oa was borrowing from this yeah, yeah. This, so that's how it came up in the oa chat room was somebody was like do you think that the game ends in oh, i don't I can't do spoiler on oa mm. but they were like do you think that the game in the oa was a play on cicada 3301 and then I was like, why does that sound familiar? Because I had heard of that before. And I think it was when there was another puzzle like that on the internet at one point that had piqued my interest. And, and so I had looked into this before, but I didn't know about the book. And the book is really the part that has all of this kind of stuff in it. So if you're someone that knows about this, uh, feel free to message me and give me more information. And also if you know if people are taking the interpretation seriously i thought it was interesting that it calls us it calls like what you and i would call the ego it calls it the circumference i like that's that's cool yeah the circumference the, the circumference uh and there's a bunch of number stuff but i remember i used to read this is kind of how alistair crowley's channelings came out and there would always just be random numbers and shit in it that i didn't understand when was Aleister Crowley again? Uh, the 50s, 60s. Oh. Way before my time. Yeah. Um, some wisdom, amass great wealth, never become attached to what you own. Be prepared to destroy all that you own. And instruction, program your mind, program reality. Like, how is nobody like, whoa, why does this say this? Like, it's fucking nuts. There's got to be people who are into that part, right? Yeah, I just don't know where you find the people into this other than the Reddit. Um, and then these are a like these like parables or whatever are called cones, which K O A N, which already existed, like they are available somewhere else, and they were just put into this. And this one is about the voice in your head, and the master said, um. 
During a lesson, the master explained the eye. The eye is the voice of the circumference. When the student asked to explain what that meant, the master said, it's the voice inside of your head. The student said, I don't have a voice inside my head. Oh, he thought it. And the master <laughs> stopped the student and said, the voice that just said, I have no voice in my head is the eye. And the students were enlightened. Man, how fucking easy that was. Yeah. <laughs> Question all things, discover truth inside yourself, follow your truth, impose nothing on others. Know this. And then some fucking numbers. Then there's a bunch of unsolved pages in the middle. Are they 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 32? No, one of them is my address as a kid. Oh, damn it. 434-1311-312-278-966. and Then we have 55 unsolved pages. And then it says... How many? 55. Okay. I think it's 55. Um, And then the last one says an end. Within the deep web, there exists a page that hashes to... There's a bunch of numbers... It is the duty of every pilgrim to seek out this page. And then a parable. Like the instar tunneling to the surface, we must shed our own circumferences, find the divinity within, and emerge. And emerge. Hmm. So, pretty creepy and weird. So that's what I've been doing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And while you walk to unknown locations that a bot told you to go to in the middle of the night, that's the creep that if you, I was reading that right after I found the house without windows and stuff. Yeah. And then didn't you say you couldn't find the house again? Yeah. The next day I tried to take a friend. I tried to do the bot thing again with somebody and it wouldn't let me, it wouldn't give me a location. And then I was like, well, we'll just go to the other location because I'd like to see why that house didn't have windows last night. And it we couldn't find the street. Freaky. Like, we went to where the street was and could not find the house. But I, like, have pictures of it. It's really weird. So, yeah, everyone else is like, uh, uh, did you see Endgame? And it's like, no, I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was busy traveling to different timelines, uh, uh, find, uh, finding the secret to my circumference. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to shed. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what cicada, why cic- shed? Is that, that don't cicadas shed? There's I don't know. All I know oh, about cicadas. Fuck. Is that they bury their eggs in the ground for a long time, for like 15, 30 they years. They do shed their whole fucking body though, don't they? Don't they? they yeah, because they'll their little crust husks will be on the sides of trees. And then they come out after seven years. Uh, Is yeah. this cicadas? Like there's some, yeah, there, there's different there's different uh, types of the species that like have different years. I remember when I was like uh, fifteen or sixteen, they were all like the fifteen year cicadas in Maryland were out, and there was like a summer of cicadas, and it was just cicadas were fucking everywhere. And they probably just had it again a couple years ago. God, so weird. Yeah, so I got to do more uh, research into their other symbolism and maybe figure something out. But uh, I find a lot of stuff like that, a lot of messages kind of in plain sight that feel like they are messages about getting the fuck out of this level of the game. And I think, like, what if the only people that get to bounce out of this level are people that can believe that 
it's a game and that you got to bounce out of the level. Hmm. And that that's why the reason doesn't serve you any better than the dogma. I feel like I'm always encouraging people to be nuts. Is that what I do? Kind of. You're saying like explore it. A you healthy know? level of, of insanity. I also think it's a weird midlife crisis. I think that about myself <laughs> all the time. I'm just like out. It's 11 o'clock at night. Like my kids are at home with a sitter. And I'm just like, I'm like, and then I'm thinking this is dangerous, but I'll make an Instagram story out of it. And then that way that like, that's my security. Like if I die, you know, like I just posted where I was. It seems like a, a less expensive midlife crisis as compared to other midlife than like crises. fake boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, man, maybe like now you're gonna get like contacted by some uh, uh, doctor who wants to give you thousands of dollars of boobs uh, for free. Yeah, give me <laughs> thousands of dollars of uh, yeah. Oh man, micro needling. <laughs> anyway, um, maybe Jess will have more answers. Uh, yeah, I will continue. I'll continue to do the work, guys. Uh, keep tuning in and uh, and tag along for the journey, or you know, sign up for the trafficking scheme yourself and uh, <laughs> get on get on board you know what trafficking is that's you got to kidnap people to traffic them and if you could tell them if you were like uh god set, can you imagine being a human trafficker and you just attract a 42 year old ex-meth addict with removable <laughs> implants <laughs> how much money are you getting for this shit i like they they come up with a job for you like you could now be a coal miner somewhere like that <laughs> There, what? There's some there's some boat that needs uh you to shovel uh, uh coal into it and then and that's where that's your job now. Oh wow. I thought that human trafficking had to do with sex. I didn't realize it I was just a, like an unpaid temp service. I think there's like this is like mostly sex. <laughs> I think sex fucking... is a big one, but like uh you know, a lot of people are just, you know, I got uh, trafficked into like uh, heavy equipment operating. Yeah, you're just <laughs> like, you're like running a backhoe. <laughs> 45% of all forklift operators <laughs> <laughs> were kidnapped we're during trafficked. the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, we're kidnapped during the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, anyway, we'll catch you guys next time on Mormon and the Meth Head. If you put a Mormon and a Meth Together, this is what they sound like. Aaron would all and just so read our friends. Listen to them talking to Mike. Stop it, a podcast network.